Hey, what's up? What's up, Nick Mason? It's your boy, Slizzy. Got my guy, Die Hard Nick's podcast in the building. Um, Got to talk about some things. So definitely wanted to talk to you on this particular podcast because this is the first podcast I've had since the protest has started. And <laughs> I know you, we, we gave an overall take already. Yeah. Because we already recorded this. But I guess we can do it again. Mm-hmm. So people can hear it. You know, I want them to hear you. I, re- I really wanted them to hear your frustration. That's that's the main thing. Like, yeah, so. th- that frustration will never go away, though, man. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just, just um, you know, give you your background again. Then we, we can um, just give people a sense of where we, where we come from, you know? So for me... It was, it's basically, I'm 30 years old, and I know that you're older than me, and I grew up in a Spanish neighborhood, Spanish Harlem, on 118th and 1st Avenue, and I've been around all types of people. I went upstate to college, to SUNY Delhi, and both wonderful experiences, but, you know, in today's society, in 2020, our president likes to spread hate and had these hate quotes inside of his Twitter rants and it incites madness and he gives police officers I think extra power and he he's known to have cut I don't I don't want to go too political crazy because I know this is a Nick podcast but the man cut funding for certain things to fund police in the army to fund the army and all of this nonsense and these guys is running around with tear gas blowing it at people who's peacefully protesting and people are wondering why the looting why are you destroying buildings why are you destroying property and people got to understand that once again i'm 30 years old I grew up and I watched Sean Bell get shot 43 times the day before his wedding. Mm-hmm. I was 15, 16 years old at the time. There was no outcry. There was no rage. There was no people amongst each other outraged about this. Um, I was nine years old with Abner Luima. It, it, like So many things has gone on to the point where people of my generation is frustrated you don't care about, you know, certain things that people of the past did. They've seen people come to come peacefully and talk and say we want change, and they have yet to see any action. So this is what you get. You get outspoken cries of hurt and anger, and you get destruction, which comes with that. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it, but these athletes, for example, Drew Brees, who's come, who came out today and basically said he does not know. He he basically said that anybody who it, he, it doesn't matter about kneeling, it, it matters about people disrespecting the flag, and then he brought up his grandfather fought in a war, and it's like, dog. Today is not the day to be saying stuff like that. You got other guys like Michael Porter Jr. who's saying, pray for the police, which is 
knowledgeable, which is correct, but dumb. You don't say stuff like that because this has been happening over decades. So overall, everybody's pissed off. I'm pissed off. I want to see change. A lot of people want to see change. And today, all four cops has been charged with second-degree murder. And I'm happy about that because you don't want them to get first-degree murder because that's how they will easily get off. Right. And, you know, it's just overall frustration, man, that's been building on for decades. And people want change. And you want change. You see me and you both is on Twitter. I'm pretty sure Nick Nation, pretty sure you're on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. You see these very videos come up every day of police officers black and white because i'm not going to just sit here and say it's just black officers or white officers it's chinese any chinese or just police officers period abuse their power and gotta put a stop to this man it's, it's just disgusting r.i.p george floyd and Maybe his death, God forbid, knock on wood, would not go in vain. Maybe his death would be the spark of a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's all I got right now. On yeah, man, you got you got to get it out. You got to get it off your chest, man. You know, you know, you mentioned Trump and a couple of things. You know, like it, it's um, it's all systemic. You know, we, we, that's that's like a, a another term that's just like a it's becoming like a pop culture term now. The systemic racism. You know, all, all that stuff is systemic. Even even down to Drew Brees. Somebody like like Drew Brees, he might not be racist or whatever. You know, quote unquote, he might not feel that he's racist or might not think that what he's saying is racist because he's saying, well, he's disrespecting the flag. You know, I, my, my father was this and I, I would never disrespect the flag. I can't support anybody disrespecting the flag. But it, like the, the racism is so ingrained in us for all these hundreds of years that, 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 he, won't, that he doesn't see that what he's saying is racist. That that is is something that's weaponized. You know, see, he he can't he can't see that 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 um him flipping the narrative back onto Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick is the exact reason why Colin Kaepernick was kneeling to begin with. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a system of oppression that um that um you know I, I, like like I said, there's this good and like you said you said it just now. There's good and bad people on, on any 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 kind of race, Chinese, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But but somebody like Drew Brees with his platform and for for him to be be so so ignorant. And uh, and um and to like um to speak in this way, it just weaponizes it. You know, same thing like you mentioned Trump as well. On on he's on Twitter, you know, and then he, the stuff that he says and the gestures and stuff like that. Like yo, he made he made an appearance the other day. I forgot, I don't know if it was at a church or somewhere. But in, in order for him to get to that spot where he wanted to take his photo op, the police had to <laughs> fuck up like like a hundred people oh, just to get goodness. to that spot so he could take that that picture. So it's just, it just bugged out, man. So you know, like b- before we got cut off, I kind I kind of went on a rant, you know, because you know, like just just like you, I'm I'm angry, but I'm trying I'm trying not to get real real really really um like um out of control, you know, in the way I speak, but it just um you know it, it's it's been so it's been so long, like it's, let's say I, you know I I am older than you, you know, so it, like I I made the point that um in my early twenties, you know, high school early twenties when I first started college, I used to, I used to go to city college, you know. So and then later on, right. I went on to BMCC. I was, you know, trying trying to figure myself out. But um, one one thing that that I that I tried to do during that time because I had a lot of energy, I was out there with the with the clipboard trying to give people DVDs and trying to um trying to get organizations together. I tried to start my own nonprofit at one point. I tried to get other nonprofits to work together. But you know, when when once you get like a, like a certain age, you know, like 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 um 
like I, I made the point too that I'm now I'm married. I'm married again. You know, I got I got two little guys now. So my my world right. is kind of small. Yeah, thank you. My my, my um, world is kind of small now. But um, you know, after after experiencing all this and you're looking back, you you just realize that all of that is fucking bullshit. You know, because like 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 it's one thing. Okay, you learn all this stuff. You learn all these things, and and you you woke so so um quote unquote. You know, and um, you have all this information. You try to pass it on to other people. People, most people, are like, yeah, all right, all right let let me know what, what you do, and then then come then come back to me and let me know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then then meanwhile, throughout the years, like you you mentioned, Abner Luima, you know, Abner Luima, but that was in the '90s, right? Wasn't that like the '90s? Yeah, I, I that was that was 1999. Yeah, and then you went, so yeah, 2000. Yeah, you want you want to talk about um the the uh, Central Park Five? You know, Donald Trump was involved in that too. You know that that's the same the, the same cycle of, of thing. Some some white woman cried um cried rape. Maybe she was raped, but she didn't get raped by those five boys. But she knew she didn't get raped by those five boys. But she still put them through the bullshit. You know, and then the, the, and then um Trump wanted them to be executed. You know, you know, put to death and all. He put a a a, a full page ad in the newspaper about it. Like this, this, these on um, the cycle of stuff that doesn't change, and and it's to the point now where where that same guy that did that to us back in the nineties or wh- or whatever, he's the freaking president right now, you know. So this 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 shit is like it's really deep, bro. It's really really deep, and you know we, you know like you need to tell your story, you need to get your um, you know your your frustration out, and then you know I I, I got to get mine out too, and it's somewhere in between there. Is the answer, and I, I just don't know, you know, you know. I just, I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Now we, now we know. Gotta go vote. We know. And, yeah. And now, now I we know. Thing <laughs> I will say is that when I look at, like, when I look at where people is from and who listens to my podcast, you know, a lot of those people is from Britain, Australia. Mm-hmm. Canada, dudes from Ireland, so so people from all over the world is they show love, and I'm seeing all this love on Twitter and all this support. Everybody knows there's a dumbass in the White House, in the White House. Like everybody knows this. So yeah, it's embarrassing it's for like, us, though. You know, it's embarrassing for us. Uh, it, it, it's so embarrassing that. When I look at a lot of the stuff that I learned in high, that I learned in high school, they didn't teach me half of it I needed to know. Like I, I'm gonna be very honest with you. I did not know of the Philadelphia police bombings until this week. I did not know about the Tulsa mess until this week. Until this man said, or <laughs> this man said on Twitter, when the looting starts. The shooting starts. I did not know a Miami police chief said that back in the day. <laughs> like, this stuff is just, everything is just crazy. Really open your mind to things and how history is just replaying itself right now. Yeah. Well, you know, COVID-19 seems like it's out the door. Your racism, racism, and police brutality destroyed the coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody out there wearing masks anymore. It's like it is it like all of a sudden now the NBA is coming back. Everybody's opening back up now and shit. God, you know, thank thank God for racism and systemic oppression. You know, my God. I I think I think this is needed right now, brother. I, it, they 
we need something to watch. People who's been in the house for months, we're losing our minds. We can't get a damn haircut. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, great news. The NBA said it's returning. And they said it's a 22-team season. Eight games is going to be played regular season. And then they're going to go into the playoffs. I believe they said one through 16. I got to look that back up just to make sure. Yeah, they, they're supposed to have like a plan, I think. I know a, they, a plan? Yeah, they, 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 they're they kind of like working out the, the kinks of, of that. But I think they're going to have like a plan to like a 16-man tournament. All right. Yeah, All right. That's, that's going to be cool. Yeah, that's what I think that's, is going on. Well, that's the good thing. The bad thing, though, we're not going to be able to watch the Knicks for like six months. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I, I don't, you know, to, I, I don't agree with that. You know, we we talked we talked about it be, be on our, on the last time we got together. We were talking about how what we would do to start the season. But for for me, you you got to have thirty. You can't ignore eight teams in your in your league. You you know what I'm saying? You have to include all thirty teams. It's not just the Knicks that are bad. There's other there's eight other teams that are bad as well that are not going to be in this mix. So in my, in my opinion, you you just alienated like like a, like thousands of fans or whatever. You just disregarded them. They need to be put into this mix some kind of way, you know. It it, ha- it has to be a thirty man thirty man tournament. It has to be, but I mean they're not gonna do it, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm, I'm we wanted to watch Kevin Knox, Frank Milikina, or mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson. Like I, I wanted to watch them just play basketball mm-hmm. in June or July. So yeah, I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed. I'm well, devastated that the Knicks can't play no more. Go, go ahead. Well, the, the bright side of that is that, like, you know, these guys haven't played in so long. So, you know, well, at least our guys won't be in danger of being injured, you know? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine, like, like LeBron James goes out there now and blows his Achilles, you know, because he hasn't oh, played? Oh, no. You didn't just say that. You got to knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't wish that on nobody, man. You know what I'm saying? But. Oh. But just could you imagine any any team, some one of their better players, you know, hurts themselves and they can't they can't continue. And now this is it. This is the tournament. If you get hurt during this time, that's then that's it for you. You know. So you know, I, I really, you know, and if it, you know, tr- truthfully, I, I know I know you know everyone needs a break from from everything. But um, but but truthfully, you know, we don't we we really don't need another distraction. If um, you know, you know, I I don't know I don't know if you want to if you want to um you want to wait on that a little bit but I was, I was gonna mention um James Dolan, the whole his whole comments and stuff. Well, you know, I, I, um, yeah, I, now, I, we could talk about Dolan. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely talk about Dolan because I, I I can't lie to you, I was getting into debate I was getting into um, debates yesterday about Dolan with people. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I didn't expect for them to put out a statement. I don't know if that's just me not thinking everything all the way through, yeah. but I didn't expect for the Knicks to put out a statement because I don't expect for sports teams to really, like, how am I trying to say this? Like, I don't really expect sports teams to really change what's going on right now. The government really got to change that. I never really wanted, I, like, for me, either the Knicks wasn't going to put out 
a statement or they was going to put out a statement. Right. Regardless, we was going to get clowned. <laughs> but the, regardless, the, the the point you're making there is that like exactly what what Dolan said. He he had the um as a, as a company they 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 don't have um the um you know I don't I don't, don't want to say the right but they don't have the knowledge or the expertise to make a to make a statement like that. You know, and then you know a lot of a lot of other teams they just been doing it just so they people don't loot them. You know, the the people don't bo- don't boycott the NBA. So these teams had to say something. But you know, I, I want to want to mention too. So, you know, I, I want to keep jumping around, but. You know, through all through all these um these comments and stuff like that. You know what team made a comment? I think you posted that. You posted. That. I mean, I I I, I, I commented on your in, in your stories. You, like one specific team had the nerve <laughs> to make to make a, a a Black Lives Matter statement. You know, the black screen and all that. The Forty Niners. Oh no, man! I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> the fuck. You know what I'm saying? My language, man. Yeah. It's a K under eight. Oh, I don't. I don't want to fucking hear from you, man. I yeah. don't want to. You know, I'm. I was so disgusted looking at that shit. Right. Because I see that I say, you motherfucker. Right. You yeah. got the nerve. The nerve the to do nerve. that. Nerve. I watched games where Kaepernick was coming out of the tunnel, bro, and the people were saying the most disgusting things you would ever hear. Like talking about his family, his skin color. Talking about his hair, saying you don't love America because you don't want to fucking put a knee, because you don't want to stand for the fucking flag. You kidding me? Yeah. And then you condemn this man, you ex- exiled him from the NFL. You didn't let him get let him get a job. Then you got Pete Carroll. He needs to shut the fuck up too from the Seattle Seahawks because y'all invited him to a training camp, but then declined it. After I say, oh, the backlash over the, the the kneeling protest. Well, you tried to fucking kneel peacefully. That shit didn't work. Then you see a cop kneel inside of a black. And you get this. I don't want to hear from the 49ers. And then you got Joey Bosa, their number two overall draft pick. He's a Trump supporter. I don't want to hear about the 49ers. Yeah, man. It's, it's disgusting, yeah. man. So, so it's the same thing. Like all, all these guys, Nike and all these other other companies. Yeah, it's nice to see the statement, but you can really photocopy every statement. They're basically all the same statements because all they, the they, same. yeah, they want to they want to save their own um, business because they, yo, let's put out a statement because we don't want to get boycotted. We don't want them to 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 um, protest in front of our stadium, you know. So let's just make a little comment just to make them happy. You know what I'm saying? Like to be honest, it's, it only sounds genuine. In the statement, if you put Black Lives Matter in the statement, or you mention George Floyd's name and say sleep in peace or whatever you're going to say about that man's name, if you don't mention those two, I feel like your statement is not genuine and you're just putting it out to the public just so people can just shut up. Yeah. Then you got, you want to know what I find funny? People bring up the Knicks. This is me and you always talk about this, man. I really hate this, bro. I hate ESP- ESPN. Really gets on my nerves because after this, Bramani James—I forgot his name—but he got a show on ESPN, and he said, "Oh, some of the Knicks employees was angry." Ah, that story caught wind about James Dolan, and I was on Twitter, and you got Knicks fans. You got you had some Knicks fans like, "Oh." He's a racist. I, I, I don't want to hear that shit. Who, James, James Dolan? Me? Yes. 
You kidding me? I don't want to hear about that. Yo, that man hires minorities. Leave that man alone. Yo, we we have we have the the most uh, uh black executives out of any any sports franchise in any. in sports. Period. Any. You know? And and we and I mean, oh my god, we 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 I talked about this about this yesterday, but um uh people have the nerve to say that that um that that he's racist or whatever. He they need to hire a black coach or whatever. Three out of the, out of the last four coach Nick's coaches were oh black, bro. You know? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Fizdell was he was shitty and I defended that man. Yeah. Man, get out of here with that nonsense. Mike Woodson, man. you know, Derek Fisher, all these guys, you know. They, yes, man. You know? Dolan Dolan has been doing doing his his um due diligence, I guess you want to say. You know, and then also too, he, they have their little um they have the Garden of Dreams. They have other foundations as well that they give Word. back to the to, to the community. So just you know, people need to get off that man. It's it's just the um, you know th- that that annoys me too. Just other other Knicks fans, like I, I'm not really on Twitter like that. You know, you know I, I go to to look sometimes, but on, on I'm I'm really on IG heavy. You know, so like all the other IG um, pages and stuff like that, all they're saying that the, the, the um the firestorm now is Dolan, 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 Dolan. It's 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 just um the same thing like with Drew Brees. He he flips Colin Kaepernick's knee into. Into oh he's disrespecting the flag now now um the people that um that want to um that got this fire Dolan bullshit going on they want to weaponize that movement by 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 saying that Dolan didn't didn't make a statement you know not many baseball teams didn't make a statement man you ain't report about that but you want to report about the Knicks though yeah. this is why I talk about the overall bias amongst the just sports media around the world like, it gets annoying after a while and then you gotta. Oh, it's like if you on Nick's Twitter, you gotta be prepared every day to defend <laughs> that's yourself. What, that's why I can't get with it, man. I can't get with it. I would, I'm gonna have to find some IP addresses and make some make some visits. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't, I, I can't, I can't deal with um with um Twitter like that. So, yeah, you know, oh, one of my favorite things to talk to you about this coach. I guess we got into the other stuff. But we got to get into the coach. Yeah. It's looking like Tibbs is going to be the coach. Yeah, it's looking like yeah. Tibbs is going to be the, co- <laughs> gonna be the coach. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm confident mm-hmm. because I know Tibbs is a winning coach. I know Tibbs is going to win some games. I do know that Tibbs' offense, offensive ratings on Minnesota was both top ten in the league. In his years in Minnesota, I do know that Tibbs had a top-ranked defense in Chicago for five of the six years that he was in Chicago, a top-ten defense. So I know what Tibbs can do. I've seen Tibbs take a semi-young. They wasn't as young as this core, but I seen him take a semi-young Bulls roster, improve those guys, got them better, got to the playoffs. He just kept running into Miami Heat and LeBron James. So I'm going to give him a pass. Yeah. The things I can't give him a pass upon is in 2011-2012, I was sitting in my mother's living room on the couch. You know, I was drinking tea. I was drinking, No, I was drinking orange juice. Mm-hmm. It was the fourth quarter with about two minutes or something left. Derrick Rose goes up for a layup, and he falls down. And tears his ACL. Yeah. And that broke me. And 
I cannot forgive Tibbs for that because you robbed me. You robbed me of non-pure years of Derrick Rose in his prime. Could have been one of the best point guards ever. You robbed me of that. Then on top of that, you left Derrick Rose in a game where you was already up double digits with two minutes left. You could have took him out the game, but you left him in there. He already had 38 minutes on his legs. And then the third thing is like, dog, every single where Tibbs has gone, his player down. And if that doesn't really give you a I don't know feeling, then I don't – I can't talk to you about Tibbs, but – that's my only thing with Tibbs. Besides that, though, I'm confident. I'm so confident that we could get to the playoffs next season. I'm, I'm calling it now. That's how confident I am as Tibbs and the coach. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm, I'm with that too. You know, like you make the you make the point with the with the players. You know, a, a lot of those guys. Every starter that he's had was run down. You even even want to talk to talk about my man. Um, What's uh Ben Gordon? Ben Gordon, you know he they ran him he ran him um insane, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, but you know I, I wanted to make a point too. Um, Brendan, you know Brendan Hayward, right? He used to play for the Wizards and and um whatever. But you know he's a commentator now, so he um he's kind of like anti um uh um Thibodeau because he was yeah, saying he that I've seen it. You seen it, right? He was talking yeah. about his defense. and said the schemes are kind of like like outdated. They're like. You know, he's been he ran the same stuff in Chicago that he ran in Minnesota, and it just doesn't really work when it comes to today's NBA with the shooting threes and stuff like that. Yeah, because I think he's I think he basically said that Tim's like the ice to pick and roll. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the bigs of today's NBA can shoot the three. Yeah. So you can't really ice the pick and roll because if the point guard comes off the pick and roll, the big man is always going to be open if you pick if. So, I think that is because Tim's defenses in Minnesota was just garbage. May, I, did the players not buy in? Was that the reason? Did he not have the personnel? Was that the reason? Mm-hmm. I think Tibbs. I think Tibbs. He wanted to show that he he was a good coach. So fast, but they didn't think it all the way through when he was in Minnesota. Yeah, I believe that. I think that, for example, right, when he did the Jimmy Butler trade, I think he should have did everything in his, like, I think he should have did everything to keep Ricky Rubio. I think Ricky Rubio... And I think he should have kept, tried to keep picking the NBA draft. I think he should have tried that. But, you know, I felt like he destroyed the rebuild. He rushed it, traded everything. You got Jimmy Butler. Then you got to trade Jimmy Butler a year later because Jimmy Butler just goes Iron Man inside of the, yeah. <laughs> inside of the Wolves practice. Yeah. And that's scary. That is scary. He had like so the be yeah. He had like the Phil Jackson thing. He, he never had that job, so he was just doing shit that um you know he just he just never had the experience to do any of that. So it's just too much power. He was the coach. He was the general manager. He's just managing too many different things. So you know, I don't, we, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I don't know if he's like Phil Jackson. I could make an argument Phil Jackson was a good exec, good, good executive. Me too. He just didn't go about things the right way. Yeah, me too. But I'm, I'm just talking about this, just him being overloaded and not really experienced, having that experience as, as a, as a exec. Because he took on, he took on everything, you know, in one, in one shot, and that might have been too much for, for Tibbs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just hoping that he comes here, he thinks this is Luol Day. He thinks R.J. Barrett is some type of Leonard or some, I, I don't know. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, something. Jimmy Butler, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Butler. No incentive. It, it's crazy how you see the Nick reports that they want to score in point guard. And yeah. they're also looking at Tom Thibodeau. Right. Who do you see the marriage is better with? And this is just as far as these two draft picks is concerned. The mellow ball with Tom Thibodeau. This is just if we get the top, uh, top which I think we will get, because I'm going to see this. Um, Lemieux with Tom Thibodeau or Anthony with Tom Thibodeau? Who, who was the second guy? Anthony. Anthony Edwards. Oh, Anthony Edwards. Okay. Well, um, I I I, I don't I, I need to watch a little bit more of Anthony Edwards because I I don't really think he's like a like a um like a point guard. I don't I don't, I don't look think of him as a point guard. That's what I mean to say. But um, if if we can get Lamella Ball, I think Lamella Ball will be the will be the guy. I think to me, I think he's just an advanced. He's an advanced. He, he he's a modern NBA player. He's an advanced offensive guy. He's been like that since he he's, since he was a kid, you know. So I I just think that he's just so skilled that um that he'll he'll be able to to um to transition to the NBA much easier because you know Australia in Australia they they're killing each other over there. Those guys you know those big um big um goofy guys in, in Australia they throwing elbows <laughs> and setting you know crazy picks and stuff like that you know. So there's more physical over there in the NBA like like we talked about it before. Luca is like yo they 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 not allowed to touch me so it's much easier to play in the NBA. You know, so I think I think once he gets here, the Lamella Ball, he's gonna be a freaking rock star. You know, we, we, oh man, yeah, I think I think he's gonna be good, man. Him and Thibodeau too, having having like um a hard nosed coach, you know, to to because I I don't think he's ever had that type of um relationship with like a coach, somebody that's that's rugged in that way. And I think Lamella Ball, I think I think that he might be um okay with that because look at his pops he had to deal with his pops all his life so if <laughs> if he deal with his pops you know all his life since birth you know then he can deal with tom Thibodeau. you know is here. you know he could deal with that for <laughs> for a little while you know you know, you know what Thibodeau remind me of you a football fan a little bit he reminds me of coach of the new york giants tom coffin tom Co- <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got, I got you. I, I thought you were going to say, like, I thought you were going to say John Madden. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Just looked like a hard-nosed asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you anyway, talk to you, but I'm going to make you a man and I'm going to make you a better player and I'm going to make you give me maximum effort. Yeah. That's, who he reminds me of? Um, yeah, Tom Tom Thibodeau. He he reminds me of the the guy at the bar. He'd be like, "All right, Tom, that's enough, man. You know, <laughs> give me give me a keys, man. I'm gonna call you Uber. You know, he's just like <laughs> that's the type of guy he reminds me of." Yo, we gonna have to listen to him with no crowds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it's crazy. Uh, they're gonna have to hide the kids or something. They have to, they're gonna have to keep the kids away from him. Oh man, nah. I I want to see what he could do with 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 these kids. If he if he could just get Mitchell Robinson to shoot threes. Yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's three things I could just beg from Thibodeau, just one, don't play my young guys. Don't overplay these guys, please. That's that's one. Yeah. Two. Force Mitchell Robinson to shoot the goddamn ball, please. <laughs> oh, my God, that shit is annoying when you do dribble randoms. Yeah, man. He got, he got to be a, and, a threat, man. He got to be a threat. Yes. And and three, every time Kevin Knox do some soft shit, scream at his ass, man, please. <laughs> just, just bark on him because that kid is too tall, too talented, to be looking like a tall, he plays like a shooting guard, and he has a power forward body. Yeah. He, he kills me with that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, if, if but, he had if he had RJ's um you know confidence, then you know it, you know we talked we I mean, we talked about that before. If he had RJ's confidence, it, it, you know, then he wouldn't have a problem. You know, everything yeah. with him is is mental. You know, with um with Kevin Knox. Yeah, definitely is. Yeah. Um, anything else, brother? Well, I, I guess we got to. Yeah, we got busy, man. We got we got into everything, I really. I guess we got into everything. I, got, I guess the next time we speak, definitely going to be when these guys are playing basketball. Yeah. I, I, I gotta, we got to talk about some basketball, man. Basketball come back. Well, this let, is let, killing me. Let, me. let me let me ask you this, though. This is um off the, off topic, man. What, what are, you, are you familiar with Freddie Gibbs? Yes. Okay, Freddie Gibbs. He he was um making fun of LL Cool J's um rap that he did on on um on Instagram or whatever. So what what do you what do you what is your feeling on that? <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta see it. I know what you're talking about. Freddie Gibbs is. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. Well, I I've definitely seen LL Cool J's rap though. Yeah, he was saying that it's trash. You know. But I mean, do, you know, I mean, right now this is not the this is not the time for that. You know, <laughs> like what are you what are you talking about? You know. Like right now, this is not the time to be bashing each other on social media, you know. And and, and another thing too, like you don't, you, I don't think you want it with old ass LL Cool J, man. LL Cool J will black out on you, yeah, you know. Man. Next thing, next thing you know, we got a rap battle in the middle of a freaking, um, <laughs> you know, like a, 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 I don't want to say that, but I mean, like of all this social injustice stuff going on, you now we're gonna have a, a, a rap war between LL Cool J and Freddie Gibbs. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. It, it is not right now. All is denouncing. Oh, uh, all lives matter. All lives matter is right. Yes, but it ain't about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> all it... that denouncing, like black, it's not about that right now. Yeah. Black lives matter. We're trying. We're fighting for a cause. We want equal rights. We want to be treated fairly, like everybody else. Black people, we don't come out nobody's womb hating nobody. <laughs> like, yeah. like our parents did not raise us to say hate that person because of their color of the skin or because they don't have hair like you or we're just not I don't know I can't say that because yeah. that would be incorrect not all of us is raised like that some people but, are, are raised that way some people are, are raised to hate and then you got the whole white privilege thing too. Like Drew Brees is a big example. That's that's white oh, privilege all the way. Idiot, you know, and, and yeah, he has I, children. You know, he has children. He's gonna raise raise them to be like that. It's you know? not even about the children. 
it's it's yes, it's the children, bro. But my bro, you're in the NFL. You have linemen who protect you on your offense. <laughs> you have black wide receivers. You have black defensive linebackers who are bigger than you. He's gonna have to. He Drew Brees. He's gonna have to win that locker room back. And the only way he's gonna have to do that, he's gonna have to publicly apologize. They're not gonna want to play for him. They're yeah. not gonna. He's gonna have to say, "I get it. At least, you know, I I understand. I understand. You know, don't you know, don't don't hurt me out there on the field. You know, I need I need you guys to protect me, Bruh, If you know like how I know, they used to. Try, I give you an example. They tried to. They used to try to kill Michael Vick when I was growing up watching school. Mm-hmm. They used to try to kill his man. So I didn't see where your own linemen really don't like you, and they just letting people go past you. You can die from that. Constant head injuries, injuries like NFL is really a dangerous sport. But yeah. enough of Drew Brees, man. I, I don't want to, <laughs> this guy's a fucking fool, man. Yeah. But any last words for the people, brothers, before we get out of there, bro? No, nah, man. This was a good one, man. You know, I, I appreciate the conversation. And um, you know, like we 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 um we specialize in the Knicks, you know, NBA sports and stuff like that. But you know, podcasts are are, are shows for the people. You know, this is not the ESPN. It's not, you're not going to get there. You're going to get authentic people that's really out there. You know, there's no corporation behind us. This is just us. It's, you know, everything that we're spitting out there. So I'm just I'm grateful for the opportunity. Glad to speak to guys like you, man. We got to we got to um, get this um, message out there that we all not we all not bugged out here in America, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, we not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, salute the Knicks Nation, man. Salute to the people. Another great episode with my guy, Die Hard Knicks Podcast. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate Knicks fans across the world, from everywhere who listens to this podcast, who listens to yours, from Australia, Britain, whatever, blah, 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 England, Ireland. I don't care. I appreciate all of y'all. I appreciate all the support that all of y'all has definitely given us in this movement as well. Um, shout out to the NBA coming back. I appreciate you once again that for the, like the fourth, fifth time, my brother. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. State of the New York Knicks podcast. Boy, Slizzy. Peace. Peace, man.